I'm Dennis Estoposi of the Business Mirror, and this is the Brotherlook Podcast. Good day. Welcome to Business Mondays with BM, a segment of the Business Mirror Brotherlook Podcast that tackles the performance of the Philippine stock market. The Business Mondays with BM podcast segment is based on the stories by Business Mirror reporters VG Cabuag and Kai Ordinario. The Brotherlook Podcast is produced by T. Anthony C. Cabangon, publisher of the Business Mirror. The information in this podcast should not be misconstrued as investment or financial advice. Business Mirror would not be liable for losses arising from your use of the information. For the text version, please go to the company section of the Business Mirror website and the Business Mirror newspaper. Today we podcast week 31 of the Stock Market Outlook for July 31, 2023 to August 1, 2023. Let's get on with the story. Share prices fell last week, but the main index stayed at the 6,600-point level as investors started to sell following the U.S. Federal Reserve's rate hike of 25 basis points. The benchmark Philippine Stock Exchange Index shed 52.66 points to close at 6,625.26 points. The main index started the trading week down but slightly gained during the next two days and fell again during the remaining trading days. Jafet Luis Tanchago, senior research analyst at Philstocks Financials Incorporated, said the local market fell last week primarily due to the Federal Reserve's latest policy rate hike, as well as its expression of openness for further monetary tightening. On a positive note, Tanchanko said the market was able to hold its ground above the 6,600 support level. Volume of trade remained anemic, only reaching an average value of 3.29 billion pesos. Volume of trade remained anemic, only reaching an average value of 3.29 billion pesos. Foreign investors, which cornered less than half of the trades, were net buyers at 303.08 million pesos. Other sub-indices ended mixed. The broader all shares index fell 3.98 points to close at 3,526.92. The financials index lost 8.31 to close at 1,940.05. The industrial index declined 104.71 to close at 9,206.32. The holding firms index shed 45.86 to close at 6,396.98. The property index was up 14.39 to close at 2,722.48. The services index rose 7.21 to close higher at 1,601.97. And the mining and oil index surged 302.28 to close at 10,415.21. For the week, losers outnumbered gainers 127 to 83, and 31 shares were unchanged. The top gainers were Keppel Philippines Holdings Incorporated A shares, Manila Broadcasting Company, PH Resorts Group Holdings Incorporated, DigiPlus Interactive Corporation, Lodestar Investment Holdings Corporation, Bright Kindle Resources and Investments Incorporated, and Wellex Industries Incorporated. 
The top losers, on the other hand, were Chemical Industries of the Philippines Incorporated, City State Savings Bank Incorporated, LFM Properties Corporation, Manila Bulletin Publishing Corporation, ABS-CBN Corporation, Green Energy Holdings Incorporated, and Vista Malls Incorporated. Share prices may improve this week as investors are expected to look forward to more second quarter corporate reports. Tanchako said hopes that the upcoming second quarter corporate results would be strong may help in sustaining the market's position above the 6,600 support line. Tanchako said investors are also expected to look towards the country's upcoming July inflation data. Tanchako said a continued downtrend in inflation is seen to spur optimism, which in turn could lift the market higher. The government remains focused on containing inflation as high interest rates are dampening the country's investment prospects, according to the National Economic and Development Authority. Socioeconomic Planning Secretary Arsenio Balisacan said containing inflation is the key to preventing high interest rates from dampening the country's investment prospects. Inflation slowed to 5.4% in June 2023, but Banco Central and Filipinas Governor Eli Remolona Jr. said or inflation remained high at 7.4% in June and averaged 7.7% in the first six months of the year. Core inflation, which excludes volatile items in the consumer price index, is an important measure of the rise in commodity prices. The Philippine Statistics Authority defined core inflation as measuring the quote-unquote underlying trend or movement in the average consumer prices. Inflation is the key, Balisakan said. The Socioeconomic Planning Secretary added that if government is able to manage and contain the elevation of prices and get it moderating as it wanted it, then there is no reason for interest rates to further pick up. Socioeconomic Planning Secretary Arsenio Balisacan also said the country will continue to feel the impact of high interest rates up until the end of the year. Interest rates have risen significantly since last year due to the Banco Central ng Pilipinas' decision to raise policy rates on account of high inflation. The central bank has increased interest rates by 425 basis points before taking two prudent pauses in May and June this year. Interest rates implemented last year and the early part of this year are going to be felt until the end of the year because there are usually long time lags between six months to one year. Arsenio Balisacan told reporters on the sidelines of the recent banking reception for the Bank Central in Pilipinas' 30th anniversary. Balisakan said high interest rates are not good for investments, and that's pretty clear. Broker 2 Trade Asia said investors are monitoring the move of the U.S. Federal Reserve. The broker said eyes are trained on the Fed's next move, which might be trickier to project given questionable job and wage market, plus moderating inflation. Broker 2 Trade Asia said another 25 basis points rate hike by the September Federal Open Market Committee meeting is floated around and is being reflected in yields. But as there is an almost two-month window between now and then, speculation is expected to drive more volatility as the Federal Reserve is again data-dependent and will take the rate cycle meeting by meeting, the broker said. According to Maybank Investment Banking Group Research, the Fed raised its target Fed fund rate, or FFR, by 25 basis points to 
to 5.50% at the 25 to 26 July 2023 FOMC meet. Payback Investment Banking Group Research maintains its view of unchanged Fed fund rate for the rest of the year. Admittedly, the research group said this is a fluid forecast subject to how inflation and job market data pan out, as well as the narratives by the Fed's senior officials between now and this year's remaining three FOMC meetings, September 19 to 20, October 31 to November 1, and December 12 to 13. Should the United States Federal Reserve decide to increase their rates, Socioeconomic Planning Secretary Arsenio Balisagan said, the Philippine Monetary Authorities may also do the same. If they raise their interest rates there, then the Banco Central and Filipinas will respond to avoid the destabilization of the inflows and outflows of capital, Balisakan said. Last Friday, British multinational bank Standard Chartered said, given the recent slowdown in inflation, it expects the Banco Central and Filipinas to cut interest rates by a total of 75 basis points starting in December this year, until the third quarter of next year. Standard Chartered said it expects a 25 basis points cut in key policy rates in December 2023 and another 50 basis points cut between the first and third quarters of 2024. This effort to reduce interest rates will help the country attract more investments, the bank said. In a virtual briefing, Standard Chartered Bank economist Jonathan Ko said high interest rates is one of the reasons foreign direct investments have been low in the Philippines even after adjustments made in the Foreign Investment Act. Mr. Ko added that while investors are now allowed to own up to 100% of certain businesses in the Philippines thanks to the adjustments to the Foreign Investment Act and the Build Operate Transfer Law implementing rules and regulations, these came at a time when local and global interest rates are high. With high interest rates, Mr. Ko said foreign investors are not keen on making investments because it would delay their return on investment. This, he said, is the reason the country's foreign direct investments are down 20%. Meanwhile, Broker 2 Trade Asia said some softness in the income of consumer retail should offset the strength of power, banking, and the gaming sectors. The market's trading range is seen from 6,600 to 6,800. For the stock picks, Boca Regina Capital Development Corporation gave a buy rating on the stock of Mega World Corporation, or MEG, as things are looking good for the Andutan development firm. Regina Capital said they expect MEG's revenues to grow by a single-digit growth to 63.02 billion pesos this year on the back of the opening of its new buildings. The broker said the property market is not appealing to investors in general with elevated interest rates. However, Meg showed that demand for their real estate arm does not falter and continues to be resilient despite the tight monetary policy. Regina Capital gave a fair value price on Megaworld's stock at 2 pesos and 74 centavos per share. The shares of Megaworld Corporation were last traded at 2 pesos and 03 centavos apiece. Meanwhile, Regina Capital advised to trade the range on the stock of PLDT Incorporated as its price have now been moving in an upward channel as prices starts to bounce. In an upwards channel as prices start to bounce. The broker said moving averages are now turning bullish, backed with steady rising momentum. This can be a good time to buy 
PLDT Incorporated as prices are now showing strength and are trying to retest to its highs, the broker said. The shares of PLDT Incorporated closed last week at 1,330 pesos apiece. Meanwhile, Maybank Research said SM Prime Holdings Incorporated or SMPH is its top pick to play the Philippines' consumption recovery story. Maybank Research said the addition of three malls and the expansion of the existing malls should fortify SMPH sector dominance as it already has 82 malls or well over a 50% share of the country's mall gross floor area. The expected consumption growth of 6% in 2023 and 6.7% in 2024, easing inflation, recovery of food traffic, and improving employment and OFW remittances all bode well for SM Prime Holdings, which is well-placed to capture spending on essentials, the broker said. Maybank Research said it maintains a buy and target price of 43 pesos. The shares of SM Prime Holdings Incorporated closed last week at 33 pesos and 85 centavos apiece. And now for the weather outlook based on the website of the Philippine Atmospheric Geophysical and Astronomical Services Administration or PAGASA. The Philippine Weather Bureau on Sunday warned of heavy rains, floods, and landslides in mountainous areas of the country with intensifying severe tropical storm Falcon, international codename Canon, forecast to develop into a typhoon. Falcon is expected to steadily intensify within the next three days, Pagasa said in its 5 a.m. advisory. It is forecast to become a typhoon between late evening Sunday or Monday early morning and reach its peak intensity on Tuesday. While Falcon is on a northward path over the Philippine Sea and appears to be heading away from land mass, heavy rainfall is expected as the storm and super typhoon Egai, which hit the country last week, boosts the southwest monsoon, Pagasa said. This will bring occasional monsoon showers over the western parts of Luzon and the Visayas, the weather agency added. The water level of the capital region's Marikina River reached 16.1 meters or 52.8 feet last Saturday evening, nearing the 18-meter level that triggers a forced evacuation of certain parts of Marikina City, Pagasa reported. The Philippines is affected by an average of 20 tropical cyclones a year, making it one of the world's worst-hit countries, according to the weather agency. Falcon is moving at 15 kilometers an hour with maximum sustained winds of 95 kilometers per hour near the center and gusts of up to 115 kilometers per hour, Pagasa said. It is forecast to move north-northwestward before veering northwestward Monday, according to the Weather Bureau. The tropical storm may exit the Philippines Monday evening or early Tuesday, August 1, before turning west-northwestward and passing close to Japan's Okinawa Islands in the Ryukyu Archipelago on Tuesday morning and then entering the East China Sea. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Business Mirror's Brotherhood Podcast. As always, we are grateful for your support. For suggestions and comments, please email news.businessmirror at gmail.com with the subject line, BM Podcast. The Brotherhood Podcast is produced by T. Anthony C. Cabangon, publisher of the Business Mirror. Many thanks go to Business Mirror reporter Jasper Emmanuel Arcalas for the technical and sound editing. Our gratitude also goes to Business Mirror reporter Kai Ordinario for providing the voice for the waiver. 
This is Nenses, the passion of the business mayor, asking you to stay safe, stay strong, and be empowered. Until the next episode.